in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. We're back with five minutes of physical, talking food and nutrition again with health coach and cooking instructor, Mom Goals. Please welcome back Sherry Holzer to the show. Hi, Sherry. Hi, everyone. Sherry, I'm so excited this week and for this topic specifically about how our kind of mindset and our words affect our children's thoughts and habits around food. Raquel, that's so huge. And the simplest way, I think, for all of us moms to start taking a look at it is to look at our own selves. And the messaging that we perhaps heard in our day from our moms, from our grandmothers, from our aunts, and from the media and stuff saying, perhaps we should be on a diet, we should fear fat and weight and light, fat-free, all of these terms that have led up to something that I see in my health coaching practice, I work with with people one-on-one, this disordered eating, which is people's perspective on how you see nutrition and feeding yourself. And if you are having those types of messages in your home to your child, they're seeing you say, oh no, I can't have the pizza. Oh no, you guys can have this, but mommy's going to have the fat-free whatever it might be. You might be thinking that they're able to discern, well, mommy's postpartum or you know whatever, but truthfully, they're not. They're just, they're the, the biggest role model for any child is the same sex parent. And obviously for your sons as well, but in particular, I mean, we're talking about what we got from our moms. And if you want one fun tip, you, know, you have this viewpoint of how you're supposed to have the meal set at the table. And we have our, for example, Kristen said like the kids want meat and potatoes. So let's say it was meat, potatoes, and vegetable or whatever it is. And you have this image of how it's supposed to go and everybody needs to either like clear their plate, can't leave the table unless you take a bite. That's this whole struggle. And so I will leave you here with the fun thing that I did with my son. When he was a little boy, he would call cookies, which were his favorite thing on earth. The kid would walk with this cookie like crumbled constantly in his hand and he called them tootsies. So he just wanted to have a cookie at tootsie every day. So instead of having that argument that he's not going to sit and take the one bite of the broccoli or whatever it might be that I had to have him eat, we put on the plate some meat, the potato, the carrot, let's say, and the cookie and go around in a circle. Bye to this, the bye to this, the bye to this, bye to the cookie, bye to this, bye to this, bye. And so it became an absolute non-issue. And I think that's a great way to instill a better mindset for our kids versus having it be something that's so structured and rigid and a struggle. And and almost like a treat. Oh, I'll only get a treat if I'm good. Like make it a part of the meal. Well, when we go back to that idea I said about like the disordered eating and how we conceptualize the way that we eat, we do have this foundation that's been laid upon us that we have to eat these, what we call nutritional meals. And then there's this treat associated with it. 
the treat becomes something so so coveted and so obsesses over and if we just can take that why can't the cookie why couldn't my son's tootie be just a part of his entire nutritional balance plate it was i know so simple yet again but this it makes so much sense because i think it does stem from how you grow up and you don't realize what it's doing to their mindset of making those treats be so coveted and they want that even more because they can't have it than making it be a part of it. And, oh, thank you so much for talking through this because I know for me, my goal for myself is that I don't want to talk about my weight or bad mouth myself in front of my girls because I want them to see how I treat myself as how I want them to treat themselves. So I'm just very conscious about not talking, oh, mom needs to lose weight, or mom feels fat, or oh, I can't do this, in front of them, because I would never want them to feel that way about themselves. So I need to be kind to myself, and especially in front of them. And I think that's something us Mongols should all take to heart, is that, you know, be the person that we want our children to be. And they're looking up to us. Like you said, they they take their guidance from us. They can't distinguish diet versus non-diet or like, you know, diet diet really should refer to just our, our diet is really just our food. It's what we eat. We've just turned it into this culture of putting so many negative connotations to it. And there's that negative connotation associated with the treat type of thing. We really do ourselves a disservice. And I want to say, I promise you, but I, I really do believe that if everybody took a step back and decided that all of the food that we eat, everything, not just for our kids, but ourselves too. If it all just becomes something we enjoy, then none of it becomes or has to become something that we feel is a trigger for an obsessive overindulgence, overdoing. Because if every day you're having weaved into your diet, the piece of chicken, the little bit of broccoli, the little mountain of rice, and that bite of cookie, it's just part of it all. It's a much, much better message than making it be something that you got to sit at that darn table until you take a bite and then you can have the treat. I love that. Well, yeah. uh, like Kristen, we are going to be putting this into practice in our homes. Thank you so much for giving us these simple tips, but that the simple tips that actually work, they actually work. I love it. Yeah. And stick around Mongols next week because Sherry is going to give us some easy, simple tips on how to read labels get excited. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, Sherry. Bye. Okay, thank you. Hello, Mongols. It's time to talk finances. And this one is really fun because we're going to get a little kind with it. Fun fact, Random Acts of Kindness Day is February 17th. This is such an important day because, I mean, people should be kind all the time, but I feel like this kind of brings it to the forefront and reminds people to be kind to other people and also a good opportunity to pay it forward. And there's so many Mongols out there that have inspired us. We wanna pay it forward to you and even just doing like little simple things here by picking up someone's bill or you're going through the drive-through and taking care of the order behind you. There's so many opportunities where you can just do these little simple acts and really make someone's day. Totally love this. I feel like for me in all the finance books, you can read about money mindset. Money, it's an exchange of energy, of giving and getting. Mm -hmm. And so 
I always say, maybe people won't agree with this, but I have an outlook of, it's just money. Yeah. I don't believe in a lack of it. I believe that the more I give it away, the more that it will come to me. So more of that energy exchange. So I'm always about, there's a homeless person. I rarely have any cash on me. I just don't carry cash. But whatever cash I happen to have, maybe it's a five, maybe it's a 20, I give it. And I don't have any qualms about it. Because in the end, it's just money. And so giving out that good karma, you're helping that person, somehow you'll get it back. So let's just pay it forward on these days and also shift our mindset from a lack or a scared, oh gosh, I don't know if I should do this or I don't know if I should help this person out, always help. Our girl, Jen Sincero, who we love, in her latest book, Badass Habits, she talks through people's mindset about money and that coming from a place of lack or I'm not good with money. And it's really, it's all about this noggin up here and changing Mm -hmm. that mindset. So she just gave a helpful tip that I've been doing since the new year, which every night you go to bed, say three things you're grateful for. Love it. A mantra that is very clear that you want your intention and the universe to know. Maybe if it's about money. So it could be money comes and flows easily and freely in my life. Say it. Right when you go to bed, say it the first thing when you wake up. So it's just about, I'm going to get my mind right. I'm not going to let the negativity of like, oh, I'm always going to be poor. No, it's like, yeah, and you're going to be poor. Your beliefs become your reality. So let's shift our beliefs and let's be very intentional in how we think and view money. I will say, since I started in January, Many opportunities are popping up and even my husband's like, what is going on? I've been asking for it. Like I've been asking. There you go. Yeah. Nothing is by chance. Your beliefs become your reality. So control those beliefs, mom goals. Your brain is such a powerful tool. So start using it to create that wealth and abundant mindset. It goes a long way, guys. It goes a long way. I promise. All right. Stick around next week where we do another version of Splurge and Save. I know you guys were fans, so we'll talk through it again. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. (sighs) We're back talking emotions with a focus on spirituality. Joining us again is the talented writer, spiritual counselor, and fellow Leo sister, Mongols. Please welcome back Kiara Townley. Hi. Thanks so much for having me again. We are so excited this week because I'm sure all of you out there have heard chakra and you're going to dive in this week to what that is and you're going to tell us what the seven are. So I'm going to let you take it away, Kiara. Okay, so in addition to our physical body, we have an energetic body and it's composed of this seven energy centers. These have a specific color, they are located in a specific area of the body and they are connected to a specific area of our life. So the first one is the root chakra. The color is red and it's located at the base of the spine, lower back. It's connected to our sense of safety and security. So in certain cases, obviously people can go through traumas, especially in the first years of their life. If you went through neglect, abuse, violence, this is the chakra that gets affected. So usually people who have issues in these chakras are really afraid of death, getting sick, 
really something bad happening to them. The second one, the color is orange and is located in our belly, our intestine, and it's connected to our emotions and the power dynamics in relationships and our creativity. What happens here is that it gets affected when there are emotions that are not properly processed, so emotional blockage or empaths, they store the anxiety in this area of the body. Is that more like your gut? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you often feel that, right? So that's where the emotions get stored. And stuff like really bad, like sexual abuse, sexual assault gets stored into these chakras. Number three is the solar plexus is located in the stomach area. The color is yellow and it's connected to our personal power, our sense of identity, and also about learning how to let go and not always controlling things. So release that kind of sense of control. Usually people who have issues with this chakra is because they feel they lost their identity, they feel powerless, or they're just not able to surrender. The lower chakra is where many people have issues, especially, you know, the second emotions that are not processed, the sense of feeling powerless, controlling. So, so these are common centers that get blocked easily. The fourth chakra is located in the heart. The color is green and it's about love, compassion and self-love. So it's that next stage in relationship where you really open up your heart. Usually this chakra has issues is because they experience some kind of grief. You know, it can be love, disappointment, it can be something bigger in the family, in a friendship, but it really hits the heart. And when you lose love for yourself, right? Because then you can't love anybody else. And that's how this chakra gets affected. Then the fifth chakra is located in the throat. The color is blue and it's connected to our self-expression and communication. So it's the way you choose to express yourself, not just with words. We can be through art, through writing, but we need to express ourselves in, in some way, right? And so it's also the power of our voice that you can see in these different activities. And then communication, right? So if you have communication issues in your family, you know, misunderstandings, this chakra gets affected. The sixth chakra, what is called also the third eye, it's located in the forehead, the eyes. The color is indigo. and this is our, the center of our intuition. This is where we are able to see the big picture. Like, yeah. The last one is the crown chakra. It's located on the top of the head and the color is purple. And it's the connection with source, with God, with the universe, whatever you want to call it, is the connection with something bigger. And usually people who have issues in this one are people who are very skeptical, very rational, they really don't believe in anything. So they just don't have it open. Which makes sense when you say we need to unlock stuff, right? So it's almost like we're unlocking things to get in touch with our highest self, right? Because that's the connection to whatever higher power or whatever you believe in. It Absolutely. makes sense that we have to really get through all of our blockages or energy issues to be our, our best, highest self. That's yes, you put it really well. Exactly. To connect with our higher self, yeah. This is so interesting and makes me realize how fascinating our bodies really are and that we are more powerful than we think. So like the chakras, we are going to dive even deeper into Kiara's spiritual toolbox and focus more on the sixth chakra, the intuition chakra next week. So get ready, Mongols. Stick around. Love. Bye, bye. See you next week. All right, Mongols. That's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear? 
Share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into Mom Days. 